I was actually quite worried. I thought I was going to be preaching to about five people. I'm glad you all came a little bit later. I was a bit nervous. But maybe, hopefully by the end of it, it'll be worth your while to have listened to me rather than not listen to me. <laughs> but I am, I am trusting that God's going to do something significant today. So, um, it's very funny. In the worship, it found, I found in the beginning of worship, I was like, oh. and I don't know if you felt that it's been a while since we've been together. And it's kind of like, how do we, how do we find you again, Jesus? It's like this weird, and then suddenly I'm feeling like I'm all over. I feel like if I act a bit weird, I feel like the spirit is all over me suddenly, and I'm like, "Okay, I can do this, God. Thank goodness you're here, because without you, we are completely lost." So what I'm sharing today on is faith versus fear. It's a big topic. I'm going to try and make it make it as simple as possible, but there is some keys to 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 what this is. There's a lot of us have been. Facing the new year with some dismust and dismay because it's, a, it's another year coming. And last year wasn't that good. And what's going to hold this year? Those fear things that creep into us, those thoughts that make us think, I'm going to have to make plans. I'm going to have to buy cars and houses and, and look after my family. And how does that look? And that's daunting. And so God doesn't say we mustn't have fear. He just wants fear not to control us. So, I'm trusting for God to pull in. So, I want you all to raise your hands towards me. Not for me, but that God would speak through me. Lord, this is your word. I don't want to just make it sound any different to what you wanted it to sound, God. I want your words to pierce hearts this morning. Come have your way with each and every person's soul here this morning. Redeem your church in Jesus' name. Okay, that sounded a bit heavier. Okay, so I, I, please feel free to laugh at any time. I'm, I'm not going to do a joke breach, but like just throw a laugh in there just to make it a little bit lighter. <laughs> Thank you. Fear is, what if something happens? Faith is, even if something happens. Very big contrast. Fear is something that we think about our future all the time. It's kind of this thing that holds us. And it's the weirdest thing. It kind of holds us in this bondage. Like, what if this happens? What if COVID comes back? I'm sure a lot of you have had maybe a sniffles and thought, oh, COVID's back. You know, we sit in this place, like we're in this place the whole time about what's going on? What's going to happen? When's G- Even when's Jesus coming back? Is it soon? Or is it... I might have to get old <laughs> and get a little bit more bent over before I see Jesus. Or am I going to see Jesus in my life? What if it happens? And then faith is, even if something happens, I don't care. Because my God is able to do measurably more than I can ever think of imagine. It's a crazy thought. Eh? And he's done all, all he can. So we're going to turn to a scripture, Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33. And I'm just painting a picture. So you've obviously all read this, but I want to show you a few things that, that this teaches us about. So Jesus just taught a sermon on, on the mountain, and it says, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Now, it's funny, did like, you think, did Jesus not know there was a storm coming? 
because he knows everything. So he sent his disciples into a storm. He knew where he was sending them. He didn't have to think about it. He knew what was going on. The next part is, while he dismissed the crowd. So he's serving. He's not expecting his disciples to make sure. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for coming. Welcome. Nice having you. See you next time. He's doing the work. Crazy, yeah. And we sometimes think, well, somebody else must do the work. Jesus did. After he dismissed the crowd, dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside to pray by himself. Himself to pray. So how funny is that? So, so the significance of this is, imagine you've sent guys on a lake. And they're going up a hill. You know, what, you know what it tells me? Jesus' eyes was always on his disciples. Even when you knew, knew when he was sending them. He had his eyes. He, he was over, even though he was praying on a hill, he put himself in an elevated position to see where, where they were going and what the situation was. And when evening came, he was there alone. So obviously Jesus was praying by himself. But the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against it. I'm going to use wind as, in this translation as the enemy was against you, for your sake, against your job's not going like it should. People are getting sick around you and you don't know why. People are getting hurt and you're thinking, the wind. Okay, so whatever situation you're in, I want you to put yourself in that position. Okay. During the fourth watch of the night. So, so I don't know if you know what the fourth watch of the night is, but in Roman times, from 6 o'clock p.m. to 6 o'clock a.m., that's how they work the quarters. So 69, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to 6. The fourth quarter, 3 o'clock in the morning until 6. They didn't rush afterwards to go. And, like, these acts are getting buffeted by the wind. I'm going to rush there quickly. And I think if you've ever trusted God for something in your life, it's, I call it white knuckle faith. And you're hanging on the cliff with your white knuckles and suddenly he grabs you with his righteous right hand. Oh, oh God, you saved me. It wasn't in my timing. It was always in his time. Okay. Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him, Walking on the lake, they were terrified. Fear. Sometimes when we, we see the plans that Jesus has for us, we're actually very scared. God tells you, this is what I want from you. But God, I'm doing this in my life. I'm like, I've got this job and I'm getting promoted. And God's saying, I want you to go here. And you're going, but God, if I leave, there's a, there's a fear of letting go of what you're comfortable with, convenient, secure. This is that side. Yeah. Is it a ghost? They said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. So he's just spoken to them. And sometimes he does that to us. God speaks clearly. And the next question they ask is, Lord, if it's you, it is I. I, I thought I just said that. You know, like, are you guys a little bit deranged? Like, it's I. Lord, if it's you. So we still need more confirmation, and God's still going to give that to us. He always gives us another chance. Because he wants to break you out of fear into freedom. Where you have faith to see what you can't see yet. Is this okay? 
Everybody's very quiet. No, I didn't hear any laughs for a while. I said deranged. Nobody even laughed. <laughs> Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Again, fear sets in. He, looked at, he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the situation, so at your situation. Houses, you need to pay your bond, you need to, you need to make rent, you've got to pay uh, people that, even if you own a business, you've got to make sure they're all happy. Everybody's got to get a salary because you, you're now responsible for families. Fear. Okay? Am I painting this well enough? Is everybody on it? Okay, cool. Are you, are you? Cool. He was afraid and began to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. I love this part because you know what it is? It's, it's where I found myself. I can make things happen in my own strength. A lot of times. It's funny. And, and the devil's quite good at allowing me to do that because he wants me to move away from reliance on God to reliance on myself. So I can take loans out. I can, I can max my credit card. I can do all these things. That is me not trusting God because that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm using my the things available to me from the world to fulfill what God's supposed to do. Because he looks off. If I don't trust him, I'm, let's just put some more credit on my credit card. I mean, I'll pay it back soon. God, God will look after me. But that's us making our own plans. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat and the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You truly are the Son of God. It's funny when, when we get breakthrough in God, You truly are the Son of God. Before that, Where are you, God? Do you even exist? That's the opposite of, of faith, it's fear. So the one thing I want to just point out in that thing was, you know the situation there, it's the wind that was coming against him. He didn't immediately just say, be still wind. He first let the guy get out the boat. He never just stopped the wind. He didn't stop the situation that was happening. But he appeared and said, I'm here. And then he had to reassure us again. So he never, some, we always think, God, just take this situation around. My life will be so much better. Actually, God needs sometimes those situations in your life to be there so you can become better. It's not for him, it's for you. He wants you to become strong. He wants you to break through. So I'm going to just go through a few scriptures about God and, and how he, he conquers fear in our lives. Okay, they're good. Okay, the first one is God fights on our behalf. In Deuteronomy 3 verse 22, do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. So I'm going to back each one of my statements up with the scripture, okay? Just so you believe me. Because I don't want this to come out of the book of Dylan. I want it to come out of the book of Jesus. Okay. He is always with us. So as, as you hear these things, if you're feeling a little bit lost at the moment, I want, as, as this thing hits your heart, I want you to take it and own it for yourself, okay? And like Jake prayed in the beginning, which was beautiful. Don't just hear it today. Make sure you carry this into the week. 
and this becomes life in you. Because if, it just, if you just hear this message today, tomorrow you'll be walking in fear again and you won't be know how to fight with faith because you haven't made it your own. Okay. So Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Crazy, eh? This is, this is what blows my mind about God. You know when you start justifying sin and you're doing it? You kind of forget God's right there with you all the time. Because he'll never leave you or forsake you. He loved you while you were still sinners. Crazy, eh? What a crazy thought. Like, still sinners. How, how do you do that? Like, how does a just God able to love me while I'm still a sinner? It's a, it's a complete mind twist for me. But, he's not going to let you go. He's never going to let you go. He always wants to hold on to you. His heart is for you. He didn't send his son to die just so we could have an easier way through. He wanted us. That was his heart all the time. He delivers us. Psalm 34 verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I want to break this one down a bit more just so you understand it. Because it was, when I read it, I was like, yeah, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. And I was like, sure, sometimes I've had fears that I, I didn't think God could deliver me from. I was like, yeah. Like if you if you worried about you're going to lose your job, and now you suddenly worried, like it keeps you up at night, that kind of stuff. And I, I remember I've sat in bed a couple of times, tormenting with my own mind. What am I going to do here? What am I going to do there? And eventually you just want to switch your mind off. And so you pray, God, help. And you feel like you can't find that thing. But he is able to deliver me from all my fears. Everything you've ever been scared of. Failure. Divorce. Marriage. Even raising kids. Being good parents. Being good kids. Being faithful. He delivers from all those things. So the first one is, faith over fear is a decision we make before the struggle hits. So we choose to have faith before we actually hit a struggle. Because the problem is, we carry on, we carry on, carry on, and then we suddenly hit a struggle, and now I'm sitting with fear, and I don't know how to get rid of it. It's because I didn't have faith in the beginning. You go, God, I know you're able to, to deliver me from anything that comes against me. Is this still coming okay across? I'll look at my wife, because she's my best critic. <laughs> it's seeking the Lord, knowing he hears, and trusting him, knowing he will deliver us and help us. How do we do that, eh? Know this thing over here. What's it called, Jake? What does Bible stand for? Basic instructions before leaving earth. I shared that at the youth thing. That's why he did remind me that he remembered that's what it meant. But it's, if you think about it, these are our instructions before we go live in eternity. You need to get this thing. Fear is, this is my fear for this thing. Every time I open this thing, I want to fall asleep. I don't think it was a fear. I think it was just a lie from the devil. 
because I read it in bed. Maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe we should get out of bed <laughs> and actually go, go and sit at a table that's a little bit more structured and upright and where you normally read stuff, not in your bedroom, because you think that's where you're going to spend the best time. Find a place to read this thing where, where you can read it a lot. You need this. I need this. This is where your faith comes from, from hearing the word. Sometimes we forget he helps us. Sometimes we need to think back about what God's already done. Shoal, did that thing happen on Friday that we prayed for? I know we, you got the call and you said, so how's this? I went to go just, to, can I share this, Shoal? This is good. I went to go just meet with Shoal. We were praying about his business. And um, I prayed this. And I don't know why I prayed it. You can ask Carol, she was there as well. I said, God, give us a sale on Friday before the end of this week. So it's probably 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on Friday. And I'm thinking, what did I just pray? That's quite a week to That only gives us, like, nah, until, until 5 o'clock. I'm like, I, I'm not even joking with you. We're walking down the stairs. He gets a phone call. He picks it up. And I was, like, surprised. Like, I, I, I was, okay. And I said, what was that? And he said, I said, did you just sell another, another unit? And he said, yes. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know if it was for my faith or for his faith, because he didn't seem so excited, but I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even get out the door and God's already answered the prayer. We've got to have faith like that. That when we pray, sometimes God, so you know what's easy to pray? It's when God puts something on your heart and you pray that. It's easy to have faith. Pray that thing. It's not easy to say it. So you're scared, like I'm going to say, oh, you're going to be this before the end of the day. That's terrifying for us to tell somebody that. But if God's told you, Risk it, and even if you're wrong, who cares? I was happy to be wrong about that. I didn't care. But I, had, I was weird. I was full of faith. I was like, I'm, I'm, okay, God, you said it. I'm going to pray it. We need to pray like that again. Because we've lost the power of Christ in prayer. We hold him back so much because we're so worried about what that makes us look like. Instead of going, how does this make my father look? Incredibly good. Like, I wanted to like, after I left his house, I was like, yeah, yeah, in the car. You know, yeah. I'm so excited. Like, I, I, I haven't had that kind of like turn around in a, in a prayer for Normally it's like, oh, please just sell by five, five to five as you sold anything. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But it's, it's instant. And sometimes it's going to take a while. Just don't stop praying. We forget he is the deliverer from all our sins. From everything we've ever done wrong, he is able to deliver you. I've heard this so many times, and I hope you, if you're here today and you feel like this. I've done so much wrong, I don't think God can deliver me. Let me tell you whose voice that is. That's the devil's voice. That's not God's voice. That's the devil trying to stop you living in the freedom that God's called and paid for for you. That was a cool sound. So we wrestle with trying to figure out everything on our own. Crazy, eh? It's like, fight, 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 fight. Oh God, where are you? Please save me at the end of the day. Instead of starting off like, oh God, I don't know where I'm going. Please save me. And then no fighting, just trusting, waiting, believing. He is able to do immeasurably more than I could ever think of or imagine. Crazy. 
All along, God is waiting and ready to hear our cry and our prayer. It's a beautiful statement. Lord, please come. He needs to hear you. Eh? Sitting around and, 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 and knowing and talking about God is one thing. But crying out for God for yourselves, for your breakthrough, is what he desires. He wants relationship. Unless you're talking to him, there's no relationship. I can't get home and I walk in the door, close the door and sit down, switch on the TV. That's not, that's not a relationship. If my family's there, if I haven't walked in, hi, babes. Hi, you. Hi, Kylie. How was your day? I think God wants to be with that sometimes. There was this, this thing. I'm going to quickly throw this in. There was this thing where God used to, there was a story about you go, you're on your way to work and you obviously everybody always tells you, oh, I spent the best times with God in the car and you drive to work and then you get, you get in your car and you're, oh, Jesus, da, 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 and you get to work and you slam the door in his face and you walk into your office. And God's like, and you carry on with your work day and then you get out and Jesus is waiting at the door. Like he always does, because he's always waiting. And you're like, get back in your car, Jesus, let's da, da. And you get home and then you've got to go and do something you slam. It's Jesus all the time. It's in everything that we do. Problem is we put Jesus in boxes where we can contain him and where we can control him because he has to fit into my life. Let me tell you what, today Jesus can break into your life. If you let him. He is trustworthy. Psalm 56 verse 3. When I'm afraid, I will trust you. Choosing faith is choosing to trust God no matter what. Easy to trust God when it's, things are going well. Eh? Ask people that are losing their houses, their cars, in that moment to trust God. You know why? Because we've been told that that's all the stuff we need. Without that stuff, we're dead. No. Without air in your lungs, you're dead. Until that day comes, you're not dead. We think we deserve a lot of stuff. That's crazy. We have this, this, my name is Jimmy, what can you give me? It's true. Like, I, I think I deserve a lot. All the time. That's how we, we built. We always like, I should be promoted. I'm the best at my office. Haven't they noticed me? Ah, like God, why haven't you seen, like, why hasn't this church noticed that I, I should be like preaching? Like I'm the greatest preacher. Like, it's, it's not about that thing. It's about this thing. Your heart is deceitful above all else. Horrible thing to trust. When you're guided by your emotions, it's the most scary place you could ever be. We need to take emotions out of some stuff. And sometimes what we do is we go, they made me feel so bad. How dare they? I will never forgive those people again in my life. So I'm not trying to sound like a girl. I'm just trying to sound like a person. So I'm sounding a little bit of a girl. So I'm not, I'm not just speaking as a girl. Okay? I'm speaking as a, a tormented person. <laughs> but it's true. So we start, we hold unforgiveness in our hearts. 
You know what unforgiveness is good at? Fear. Creates fear. How do I do that? Well, you're hurting yourself the whole time. That other person doesn't know anything about the unforgiveness that you're holding against them. And they probably don't even care. Their life's carrying on. Your life is suffering. Because you sitting there going, they should have done this. And, and I'm, like, I'm, when I say this, I'm not saying this lightly because I know some people have been abused. Some people have been hurt. Some people have been really badly treated. And there's no reason for that. And I'm sorry. But God is able to deliver you in that situation. Sorry, I didn't even look at the time. Am I doing okay for time, Steph? It's in moments of fear we know where to turn. When you're scared and terrified, sometimes it's hard just to turn to God. But you know what? Look to the left and right of you. This is your family of Christ. We are for you. We have you. If you if you ever want to talk to me, I'm I'm here for you. We have each other. And sometimes what that means is we need to help find God together. Not that I'm the answer or the person next to you is the answer. We are not the answer. He's the answer. Our heart should always be going there. Let me take you to where He takes you. I want you to take you to where Christ is. I don't want you to stay here in this broken place. Let's walk this thing out together. Let's lock arms. Let's do this. We can do it with each other. It's not Google. It's not a three-step process, a book, a mentor, or even a friend. I have anxiety. Google, how do I help my anxiety? I don't even believe if Jesus exists. Google, you'll kill yourself like that. You know what? If you've ever watched anything on, on even the social networks, it's what amazes me. Somebody will say the nicest thing and there'll be 20 comments just lambasting them. You, how do you know that God did that? And they, what they say, I'm praying that the best thing of God would be of your family and stuff. Like, How can you pray that? You don't even know if God's going to bless them. You don't know if this is the right timing in God. You know what we like more than anything else? Our opinions. You know what our opinions are? A buffeter for our own fear. We want to put it out there just to, we're almost blocking what, what we're scared of. So most of those things, if you read them, you realize that person's actually living in a bit of like torment. Like something's happened and he's been hurt by a situation and now he doesn't like God. So now he's going to, and, and that's what social media does. It breaks down the family element in church. So you get these people. And then people try and respond and try and get, I've always, I love watching that thing. Like, Lord loves you. Don't tell me, God loves you. You don't know anything about my life. And it goes on for like, you, normally those guys who rant, it's like, Rah! eventually I get tired of reading. I was like, oh, please, Jesus, just get this person some kind of love in his heart because he needs it. Like, he's missing love. It's knowing when we are afraid to turn to Jesus because he is the one who can calm our anxious hearts. We have something beautiful, eh? It's like we sometimes forget how privileged we are to serve a king. And I know faith is the thing of unseen, but faith is something 
sometimes ahead of you that you need to just put your trust in. So sometimes you can't see it, but you put your trust in it. Why? I'm going to use this thing again. Because if you know what this thing says, it tells you you're going to have life and life in abundance. It doesn't say everything's going to be great. You're going to have struggles. But in your struggles, where do you turn? The first thing we do when we struggle is, God's left me. Where is he? He's gone to China. He's definitely not in Malpas anymore. He's left. And you're like, oh, God's always here. He's just maybe holding back a bit so you can actually learn the lesson that he wants you to learn. He comforts me. Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Sometimes we face the hardest and darkest and scariest of all trials in life. Might look like sudden tragedy, a diagnosis we never imagined, or even a family crisis we didn't see coming. But even in the darkest times, God is able to guard and carry us through it. I'm going to go back to emotions again there, but um, I'm going to speak for myself. Okay, so I lost two sisters. Uh, they were twins. They both died of cancer. Uh, both lived in the States. Uh, had the privilege of going there and leading them both to the Lord. Amazing. But when I let my emotions in, I, was, I remember saying this when I lost my second sister. I'm done with this, God. I can't do this anymore. And I was talking about walking with Jesus. And you know what he said to me? Where are you going to go? Not I love you. Where are you going to go? And I was like, I can't go anywhere. I know what my life was like before I came to Jesus. I don't want to go back to my vomit. I want to go back to my old life where everything was like tense. I feel lost. I had this complete sense of being completely alienated from the world, even though I was, had lots of friends, you always felt this like complete emptiness inside you that only Jesus could fill. And I realized then, like, even though my emotions were trying to, God was so clever that he said, well, where are you going to go? Where can you run from? Even in the highest mountains, I'm there. Depths of the ocean, you'll find me there. Wherever you go, I'm with you. You can't get away from God. He's always there because he loves us. Not because... Just because we get a bit stubborn and I'm tired of this. And nothing's so hard. But that sounds a little bit less cheeky like. <laughs> and my, so I work on my uh, um, different voices before. Hello. Yeah. Are you still with me? Is it still, have I got you or you're all in it? In it to win it. Okay. Reach out and take hold of his mighty hand. He is not so far that we can't feel or sense him. He is there in the middle of the darkest nights with comfort for you. You know, you know where you where the devil works really well with all of us? Late at night when you wake up. Suddenly you feel like a complete loser. You don't know why. It's like what's gonna to happen tomorrow? Why, why I feel something something's wrong. I suck in and, and you get you get all these little voices in your head. The devil is trying to put you in a place of fear. Do you know what the answer is? 
found this out every time I found myself like fighting at night. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all it is. And I feel a little bit less. Because his name is more powerful than any other name. Like I watched, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you haven't, go and look at Steve Harvey introducing Jesus. And it's the most brilliant thing. He said, if I had the honor of introducing Jesus, he was the king of kings, the Lord, oh Lord. He goes off it. It's just this like, and by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. I know Jesus, you know, like I want to be. Like he, but he, he, he shares it out like he's going to bring Jesus on to the stage. And he just throws out all these accolades. He's raised the dead. He's like, he was born of a virgin. He, like he, like all the miracles he does. Like imagine, and now you're going to meet this guy. And later on this morning, I'm going to ask you if you don't know him. You're going to meet him too, if you want him. He reaches out to us. And um, in Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What did he pull Peter out of the water with? His righteous right hand. What is he pulling you up out of? His righteous right hand. His hand is able to grab you, no matter where you are. God's hand is a beautiful picture. It's an incredible thing that somebody would reach out. It's kind of like you can go this far, and you're going, and he's going just a little further. And he's always there with his hands, ready to go. When we talk about having faith in God and God's hand in each of us situation. There's instruction that often precedes that idea of trust. It's fear not. For I'm with you. My right hand holds you up. Fear not. Now, here's the, here's the, the, the almost like the, the golden key to unlock this thing. Because you're going, okay, cool. Thanks, Dylan. You shared all about fear and faith. Well, a lot of fear, but not so much on faith. But faith is believing in what you can't see. Trusting in the one that has delivered us. That's what faith is. Fear is this one thing. that, And, and I'm going to ask for a response at the end of this for you guys. So if something's in you that's been gripping you with fear, there's only one thing that sets you apart. It's not me. It's not people in this church. It's him. And I think all the Holy Spirit that he left with us. And we are able to pray for people. And that Holy Spirit comes in and sets you free of fear. And every time you need it, he's always available to do it. God will give you strength to do that today. God's going to give you help. God is with you. God holds you up. His hand is not clenched. His hand is always open for you. So I hope I haven't taken too much time because I don't want to make it too long for the first time. But I felt felt this. Um, In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it gives you a bit of a rundown of what faith is. It says, now faith is the insurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. 
So what is faith? It's confidence and trust. Confidence that you believe that God is in you and you trust him to do whatever you need him to do. Not build your business, not sort out your life. Because that's what we do all the time. The key is seek first. Seek first. Seek first. I'm going to say this a few times because I, I, I seem to forget this myself. <laughs> seek first the kingdom of God. Then all these things will be added to you. Seek first. But what do we do? Act first. Act is an action of fear. You know that. See a problem, my fear goes to sort it out. Plug a hole, fix this thing, get it going. Done. My faith is, I'm scared, God. There's fear in my heart. But I trust that you are able to deliver me. Hard place to be. You know what it is? The best place to be. Because until God can get rid of you, because who's standing in between you and God? It's just you. Nothing else. I felt this for someone here. In, in this thing, and if this is you, when I ask for a response, come forward with it. I think a lot of people want to respond. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I was reminded while putting this speech together about how much fear I've had in my heart and how many times I've had to ask God. Lucky I'm not in the place of that now because I, I, I'm complete. Like, there is, there is a fear of me because now I'm just trusting God, and God will put you to the test when you just trust Him. He'll remove everything around you, and finally going, Oh, goodness. What's going on? And I've just seen his hand come through, like in little bits and little bits and little bits the whole time. But I'd rather be a man in a caravan than a man in a mansion far from God. Because I know what my heart's like over there, and I know what my heart's like over here. This, this part is sold out to the king of kings. And that side is, I'm grabbing things. Things that are going to go away when I die. Cool, why don't we close our eyes? So I'm speaking to guys, so keep your eyes closed because I'm going to make this. I'm speaking to guys who have, you've, you understand what I've just spoken about fear. And if you don't know God and you've never given your heart to Him, I know what that's like when you when you fear that thing, when you when you fear like I don't know where I'm going, I have no confidence in myself, I have no idea. But God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. That whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. And a lot of us in this place have done this, where we've handed our hearts over to God and said, "God, take my life." And, and today, God wants to do that for you as well. And how he does that is, he says, if you confess me before man, I will confess you before the kingdoms of the world. So if that's you today, and you want to give your heart to God, I want to ask you just to quickly slip up your hand so I can see it, so we can pray for you quickly. So if your heart's beating in your hand, thank you. And uh, if if you also, so if you want to, you feel like you have to make this move now. It feels almost feels like if I don't do this now, God, I'm a... 
Okay, so anyone else? Thanks, that's all. Thank you. Okay. Cool. So while we all close our eyes, let's pray. But we're going to pray together with the person that responded. Okay. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I pray, Lord, today that my life is yours and I'll never be the same, God, because I've given my life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Lord, thank you for saving my life. Amen. Woo! Okay, that was good.